song oh my god yes oh my god so warm up here i kind of feel bad about when my kid used to bitch now because i you're fine just turn on a fan oh no yeah it's warm. girl fan does not help it's warm it's been beautiful in michigan we apologize for the delay memorial weekend came and guess what we went to harrisville we did it was fantastic if you guys don't know it's on lake huron it's beautiful there it's beautiful the east side of the state Kind Great. of north, mid-north? Uh, kind I, of mid-north. Yeah, on the... the by the thumb. It's by the, kind of above the thumb by your lower knuckle. Knuckle. By the knuckle. Like your knuckle that you're going to punch a bitch out with. Welcome to Michigan Murders and Music. Welcome. We're going to discuss murders in our gorgeous state and top Murder. it off with a little homegrown music and music. leave you with a happy ending and on a good note. With a cherry on top. Before we get too far, Your Highness, may I give the explicit content warning? Oh, I think you better, because, okay. yeah, drinks have been flowing. Her Highness will most likely utter some words that are offensive. Utter, moo. Yes, that are offensive to most ears, <laughs> especially young ears. Please do not let your youngsters listen to this drivel. Drivel? Also, drivel? Yeah, I pulled out a word that you, you probably don't know. I really yeah. don't. I got it. Google. Okay, also, this is really important. If your significant other decides it's a good idea to utilize the glass table to light <gasps> fireworks. You fucker. And then proceeds to shatter the table. You are a motherfucker. In the middle of the backyard. That's, Come on, that, that was is not fantastic. I really wish I would have been videotaping that Don't firework. do it. it. It's a real mess. It's fit. We... Shop vacuuming the grass is uh, a real pain in the hiney. You highness. guys, the thing is, if I was totally wasted, I understand, but I wasn't. But this is a hypothetical incident. Oh, you're right. This. Nobody yeah. has done that in our backyard. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not yesterday. And well, thank you. Thank you. Everybody. Guess what? What? We have new listeners. <gasps> oh. And also, new listeners, if you would like. Send us your address. We'll send you a Michigan Murders and Music sticker. Here are the new listeners, boo. Let's hear it. We have Emily Penton. Emily. Thank you, Emily. Chris, <laughs> Crispy, I, I'm not going to say this Crispy right. Chicken? Crisp- Chrissy's Poor 27. <laughs> I think that's a great name, Chrissy's Poor 27. Well, I I'm understand so that. I'm so sorry, Chrissy. We're all fucking poor. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this shit for free right now on a 95-degree day. Also, Hypnotic Gypsy. Cool. Hypnotic Gypsy. cool name. I'm really not going to say this one right. Dali-U. D-A-L-I-E-E-U. I think you did. Dali-U. Sounds about right. Dali-U. Life After Life podcast. Amazing. Cool. Sketches Blessing. Great drawings. Mm. Uh, Dali. 
We also mentioned that we went to Harrisville, Michigan. There is a local radio station over there who's kind of like our WYCE. People volunteer their time at the station. And Melanie is one of those girls that does that. That station is WXTF, which I'm so happy because it's W what the fuck. Kind of. And yeah. we, we got to meet Melanie. While She's we our were first. Over there. It was kind of cool. She's the very first listener that really we've cool. met. She was so busy. It was Memorial oh. Day weekend. Oh. It was packed. Melanie, thank you so much. Thank you to the Brew House in Harrisville. Thank you to Joe's Motel with Straight Up. That was really cool. Straight, Straight up out of the 50s. Shit's Creek, man. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, the lakes were great. We have a super long story to get to. But before that, don't forget, we're not making any money doing this. So if you want to go to our website and tip us in the Are You Feeling Tipsy jar, feel free. Or we have merch and we have stickers. So. Who are we featuring this week, Boo? What band? We are featuring a band out of the Detroit? out of the Detroit area called the Hearstmen. It's Detroit. Very entertaining, funny stuff. I don't think it's, there's a the in oh, it's front great. of it. It's just Hearstmen. That's important. It's Hearstmen. Yeah, it's not n- the Hearstmen. There's no the. Thank you, That's Your important. Highness, for okay. pointing that out. Yes. yes. All right. Seriously, you guys, we left you hanging last week, so we got an uber long story. We are gonna just. We're going to jump right in. We're going to where? Kalamazoo, Michigan. Where is that located on your fucking hand? That is right down here uh, below Grand Rapids, Uh, about 40 miles, right mm, Right there-ish. If you guys could see it, it's it's just above your wrist. uh, A little ways up. You have Google. Google that shit. Yeah, Kalamazoo. Everybody knows what Kalamazoo is. For Christ's sakes. We are talking about Larry Raines, prisoner number 113052. He is currently residing his long-ass life in Saginaw Correctional Facility. And Danny Raines, prisoner number 122736 at Lakeland Correctional Facility. You got that right, folks. Uh-huh. We're talking brothers, bitches. Brothers. Danny and Larry Raines were the middle children of four. There was a sister above them and a sister, so they were surrounded by sisters. Yee. Danny was born under two years apart with his Irish twin. Irish twin uh, kind yeah. of thing is what they call that. That's kind of weird. I don't understand well, it, but whatever. Because they're so close in age. Their childhood was abnormal for the era in the 1950s. Their father, good old Art, wasn't much of a worker. So their mother went to work full time and the children were raised by their dad. Raised is not really a good word. It's not at all a good yeah, word. Not a, not good appropriate. old dad seemed to enjoy forcing the boys to compete against each other from a seriously young, young age. This may have been his way of toughening them up, which I kind of understand. But yeah, like really. the boy named Sue. Yeah. I mean, it was the 50s. It's not like today. Right. It, it was kind of uh, abusive, though. Today, it would totally be called child abuse. Mm hmm. What would their father make them do, Boo? He, he would make them bare-knuckle box until one boy was down, and they were fighting for dimes. Okay, I have three boys. That makes me sick. Oh, yeah, it's He would awful. also force them to drink whiskey. Okay, bitch, I took a shot of moonshine in Nashville, and I about puked. I can't imagine being their age and yeah, being it's not forced okay. 
to drink whiskey. So he was verbally and physically abusive in many ways. So many ways. They had to fight for dimes. Sometimes he would make them fight until the other kid went down. Yeah, and couldn't get up. To win Mm -hmm. a dime. Eventually, their father left them to live with a woman in Florida. This gave the boys a like a super feeling of abandonment, oddly, even though their dad was kind of weird. They didn't know any different. They were only nine and ten years old when their father left them. So they had already been fighting for dimes, bare knuckle boxing, and drinking whiskey by the time mm-hmm. they were ten. Yeah. One what time, the fuck? One time they literally threw knives at each other. They did. Little With supervision. Very little supervision and being raised like hellions, the boys grew more and more competitive with each other. It didn't stop after their dad left. They didn't become closer like you would think brothers would. At the age of 13, Larry became involved with an older woman. Much older, like 10 years older. So much older. She was 23. It's so awful. In their teens, they did reach out to their dad. He was with his new wife and family working at a gas station as a an attendant. Back then, they called them service station attendants. Oh, yeah. They came Full out. Service. They would pump your gas for you, mm-hmm. you guys. They would open Check your, your gas tank. They would pump your gas for you. Some of you kids Check your tire don't pressure. even know. They would wash your window. It was fucking great. It was like COVID times now, like where you could just roll up and have shit done. So dad said he didn't want anything to do with the boys. That's horrible. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Thanks dad. When the boys were in high school, both boys fell for the same girl, Kathy. Yeah. There's some stories where you'll see her name is different, but her real name is Kathy. Of all the things they couldn't even find a different chick to fall in love with. Like they had to fight over the same woman. Mm. Or young lady, I should say. I'm sure she was. Well, Kathy did not help the situation with Larry and Danny at all. She seemed to love them both. And you know what she did? She just flipped back and forth like a fish on dry land in that one weird video. Cruel bitch, man, for such a young age. It's it's nuts. You don't okay, it's bad enough that you do that with boy different boys, but to do it with brothers snag mm-hmm. Larry was though not only seeing Kathy but also a divorcee lady <laughs> named Sue who was 10 years older with three kids Cougar mm. they, oh my god they began seeing each other when Larry was 13 Ew. 13 yeah she would often use Larry as a babysitter for her kids while she went out with men her own age apparently Larry was okay with this he was 13. He was getting yeah. boned by an old lady. What oh, God, were you yeah. doing at 13? Babysitting for free. What but was I doing? You were delivering know. newspapers, probably. Yep. <laughs> Not getting <laughs> boned to, by any of the women. Trying that to stay you... out of Mr. Herbert's house. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were they doing were it. They were fucking having sex. That's mm-hmm. disgusting. A third. Ugh. In 1962, Larry quit high school in the 10th grade. At the ripe old age of... 17, Larry stole his first car. The judge giving him the option for juvie home or the army. He chose the goddamn army, which is great. Let's send the psycho and teach him how to kill. That's, Isn't that weird? That's fucking great. Yeah. It's stupid. It's really weird. 
It's stupid. Danny and Kathy start dating seriously now that Larry is gone. Well, when he was in the army, he had so many occurrences. But once one of his army buddies, you know how this goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of his army buddies stole a bag of his chips. And he was like, I don't think so, bitch. I am getting the butcher knife out and I'm going to chase you. And guess what? An army MP Uh like you had to mm, haul his ass off out of there. I, you know, I never had to do anything that like that over a bag of chips. It was usually rounding up drunks at. But were they scrappy? Oh yeah, fights. Did you have always fights? Did you have to like wrap them around? By the time we got there, the fights were over, and we had to clean up the mess. Well, that's no fun. People bleeding from their ears. Scrappy, and you have to like stop them in the middle of the fight by kicking them in the nuts. I've done that. Within a year of joining the army, Larry found himself in the stockade. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what the stockade is. In 1963, when he was discharged, and not honorably. Absolutely not uh, yeah. so honorably. Mm-hmm. At this point, Randy was still with Kathy. So Larry was like, hey, I'll go back to Sue. You know, the old lady he was dating. Oh, yeah. had three kids. Yeah, why was, not? You a, know, a predictable a piece of hiney. 13-year-old. He became abusive and mean with her. And her kids. Yeah. Oh, oh mm-hmm. that's unpredictable. I didn't see that coming. He also became a motherfucking service station gas attendant. Oh like his dad. my god! Yeah. It keeps coming up. You guys, the fruit cake doesn't fall too far from the you tree. Have no idea how many times this mm-hmm. has come up. As hard as Larry tried, he, he could not get Sue to marry him. Sue, will you marry me? Why would Why would she want to? Nope. Mm-mm. Sue, will you please marry me? Uh huh. No. Sadly, in 1963, Larry started living in a boarding house. You were questioning what a boarding house was in a recent episode. Yeah, yeah. It's just a big house where people get to stay in a room for a cheap amount. Usually wanderers. It just seems like a disciplinary thing, but it's not. It really does. It's just kind of a sad person's way to, oh man, someone who's down on their luck. You know what I'm saying? All right. Larry's been through all of this shit and is still only 18 years old. 18. Oof. 18. He's already had sex with the 23. Okay. Most 18-year-olds haven't even had sex yet. Yeah. Let alone with a bound chicka wow wow I'm sure she was a hottie patati. It's a bit overwhelming. And with his competitive nature that was nurtured into him, he had nowhere to go but... To end his life, so he thought. He was found by the state troopers in his car with a hose and exhaust. The whole thing. The whole... Trying to kill himself. Yeah. yeah. It didn't work. He, he was put in the, obs- in the hospital for observation and was released with a diagnosis of a uh, sociopath? Yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, you've been diagnosed as a sociopath. Here you go. Yeah, Bye. go. Go free. Go walk See around. See you later. Oh my God, didn't we even have loony bins back then? We yes, lo- we did. So why wasn't he put in a loony bin? I don't know. Oh my God. He spent years hitchhiking the country. All now, around Florida to California to... He was a lost soul. He just... just I kind of want to do that. I don't want to hitchhike, but... I know. You That's know, dangerous. the rails. May 29th. 
Larry was hitchhiking in Allegan, Michigan. We know where that is. Yes, we do. Memorial Day. And guess what? It was Memorial Day weekend. Which is last weekend for us. Super weird. Uh That's why we skanked on you guys. Uh Because it's Michigan and it's Memorial Day weekend and you just, you got to go. The same weekend, a Michigan man named Gary was scouting out places for a church camp. This never sounds good. <laughs> it's not okay when you're scouting. But Gary was one of the good guys. Okay. He's not the bad guy in this church camp story. Gary never came home. Mm. His wife would end up reporting him missing. And then they did that whole, you got to wait 24 hours thing. Mm-hmm. And so first thing in the morning, she's like, he's still fucking missing. While this is so, there's so many fucking crazy dinks in the story. Mm-hmm. While she's at the whatever the elegant township sheriff department Mm -hmm. there's a call that comes in about an abandoned car and it's describing her husband's car with blood found on the rear bumper and she's like that's my gary's car they hauled the car to pawpaw state police pawpaw another great michigan town cute Uh such a cute name hi i live in pawpaw it took all day to get a key to open the trunk of the car. Okay, back it Trying up. Trying to find a key. Just back. Fucking key my mm-hmm. ass. Don't you have a crowbar that thing. Yeah, crowbar. A shiv? A shiv. Sorry. <laughs> I'm already in, the story. in jail. Uh, crowbar that fucking bitch. Why are you waiting? It's 1962. Why are you waiting nine well, hours? When they opened the trunk, they found Gary. Oh. Yeah, he was in there. I'm sorry, Gary. He had no shoes on. His hands were tied behind his back, face down, and shot in the side of the head with a 22 caliber. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. It's horrible. Cal- caliper? Gary, he was found with his shoes wallet with three bucks in it, which is actually 26 hairs in today's money. That's a lot values. of money. And his watch were missing from his body, and he had been tied with his hands behind his back with a clothesline. Okay, back things, then, for things three were a lot bucks, cheaper. Yeah, you could the, you, get a lot for three bucks, but now we're like $26. You'll be lucky to get a half a tank of gas. God, you could buy a Coca Cola for like 35 cents a back full, then. Half liter. Somehow, without today's technology, they managed to connect Gary's murder with another murder in Iowa. They were just like, I think. That this do they even have phones back then? No, not no, cell phones. They had not okay, but just pay had phones and phones. party lines. And, okay, good. Yeah, cool. So they like that. were kind of connecting shit with other people, right? Hey, this murder sounds very familiar with these murders. The cops yeah. were talking to each other. In other words, fifty miles north in Elkhart, Indiana. Uh-huh. A gas station attendant. 50 miles south. Charles, just 33 years old, was shot with a 22 twice in the back of the head. Okay, these buddies were heading out fishing like Mm -hmm. we all do in the summer. And they stopped at this gas station probably to pick up some Walt's worms. Uh, Most likely. Uh, I mean, Walt is everywhere with his worms. Mm -hmm. And no attendant came out. Remember... This is the time when they came out and pumped your gas for you. So if a bitch didn't come out and pump your gas, something's up. Something's up. So they they checked around. The men found veteran Charles oh. in the back room. That's our cat. <laughs> Police set up roadblocks to try to find the culprit for this. And uh, it's kind mm. of 
Doesn't it seem weird back then that they were able to so quickly set up roadblocks? Right. They had walkie-talkies. Oh, you're right. And CBs. I was so busy focusing on the murder. I didn't think about the technology. You're right. Oh, they had like CBs. They were the like, art stuff. hey there, big buddy. This is a... This is Michigan State Police. Be on Bolo. Bolo for a guy whose name is Gary, whose car is missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, is he. In theory, if the same person killed Charles, then drove north and killed Gary, as the, the time frame does match it up. totally matches up. They were actually able to be waved through this roadblock. Gary's car, who is missing. Uh-huh. And, and his body was in the trunk. It's driven by a not Gary, and uh-huh. his body was in the trunk, and there was blood on the bumper. Yeah. Oh my God! Way to be observant. Uh-huh. Fucking just cops. going through. Go on through. You're it's a hot good. Day. Shift's almost over. Oh Jesus! Go. Christ. Investigators put together another murder that occurred two months prior to the day Gary and Charles were killed. April six, Battle Creek, Michigan. Serial killer needs to do something in Serial City. Serial City yeah. feels, I mean, God, you're kind of obligated right? to. If you don't, it doesn't come feel on. right, but to them it so feels he, he right. He killed another veteran. Another veteran. Why? Was, at another service station. Boot. So he seems to have a little thing going on. You think? Yeah. I mean, shot him with a 22 in the head. He did he die. He was found alive, but yeah. he died later in the hospital. Yeah. It was super sad. Okay, this guy is fucking Coco for Cuckoo Puffs. Co- <laughs> June 4, 1964, literally 57 years ago to Memorial Day, to last weekend. 50, I wasn't even alive. Were you alive? You weren't alive either. In six, no. 57 no. years ago. Arthur Booth, this rando guy, just calls the cops and says, hey, dudes, I have Larry at my house, and he's confessed to murdering this guy, Gary. Yeah, and and he says that Larry's going to commit suicide again. Again. (laughs) I'm sorry, Larry, and I'm sorry to joke about suicide because it's really not a fucking joke at all. No, mental illness is a difficult thing. But Jesus Christ, how many times are you going to try Yep. And not succeed. Officers busted their heinies over to Booth's home, and then they see that Larry is walking away wearing, he, what? what's he wearing? Dude, he's literally just like walking down the driveway because he, I think he found out the cops were called on him. So he's like, I'm just going to walk away. Casually. He was wearing Gary's shoes, Gary's watch, the shoes that were missing from the man in the trunk. And the cops... Lazy cop style. You know they rolled down their window, old school style. They didn't have buttons back then. You had to. Hey, did you kill Gary Smock? Yeah, and they had to crank (laughs) their window down the Uh boot. Oh yeah. And they just said, "Hey, did you kill Gary Smock?" And what did he say? He says, "Yes, I did." Why? Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. He then just puked out the facts and said that he killed all three men that they were looking into. He then handed over the twenty-two that he killed everybody with, and they took him away. Larry confesses to the three murders plus two more whilst at the station. One murder was in Kentucky and one is Nevada. One was a uh, hitchhiker, and I think the other was a service station thing. We're Oof. not going that far into detail because right. the story is so long. 
But he was absolutely waved through one of those blow rocks. Blow rocks. I've been rock hunting too long. Road blocks. Yeah. Waved through for sure. Like now we know he was absolutely waved through that roadblock and cops failed. So Gary, he he has a, a death wish apparently. He confessed to these murders because he wanted to die. Already failing at suicide twice, he assumed Michigan had the death penalty and he would be a goner. Guess what, motherfucker? Uh-huh. They had just ended the death penalty. In 1963, sorry, Michigan has not had the death penalty since right around the time that you wanted it. Larry did not win that fight, and his psych avail and his request and rights for counsel were ignored. That's really, that's poor. That's straight up illegal. Poor work. Yep. Straight Bad up, move. Mm-mm, even back then. Mm. Not mm. not a good move on the, not the at all. state side. It's going to bite their ass later. So Let Larry us remember, was also, Larry's still fucking 18 he's at a this kid. point. He's an adult. Oh, my God. Technically. September 29th, 1964, Larry's trial began, and he eventually was charged with first-degree murder for Gary's murder. Only, Only Gary's murder. Only Gary's he, murder. Mm-hmm. He was never tried for the other four, four. murders. Four! Larry's right. defense, of course, <laughs> tried for insanity due to the fact that they were all veterans and worked at service stations, said he was letting it out on his dad and himself, as he had such hatred for his dad and his self. And his self got kicked out of the Army, and his dad abandoned him, and he was a service station guy, as was... He got kicked out of the Army because he was a freaking douchebag. He was a fucking fuck. Uh Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. In a surprising turn of humanity which Danny had never showed to his brother, Larry, he testifies, testifies. Testifies. (laughs) Cheers. Hands up. At the same time. He literally testifies as brother's trial, which is so uncharacteristic of him. Of Danny. But he says that, like, Danny's like, dude, our childhood was fucked up. And this is what Danny stated. I feel sorry for him. I wish I could take his place. Danny is the older brother. Of course, he's going to to say that. You know, wait, what? Why? Why? Why would he say that? I don't know. They've been fighting each other, knuckles to dimes, in whiskey since they were toddlers. So Toddler Fight Club! Art, Larry's dad, and Larry himself had been in the service and in the service station as attendants. Three of the guys were veterans and worked as service station attendants, like we told you. The other two were said to look like his father. Oh. Huh. He didn't think the psychological profile of, I'm killing because my dad, blah, 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 right. fit him. Larry was like, yeah, that's mm, that's not why I kill. Larry said this, when you don't care... And your world is gone. It's just a matter of time before other people's worlds become unimportant to you. That is the saddest quote I've ever oh, heard it's a in mess. my lifetime. Larry attempted more suicides in prison. Unfortunately, still failed. He just failed at yeah. suicide. Yeah. He really didn't want to kill himself. He's if not very good really at If you really want to kill yourself, 
I'm sorry. It's a good I, thing you didn't try playing the trumpet or something because oh it'd be. <laughs> oh, he'd be like a me. Oh, no, I can't, can't do it. I can't play this major scale. I quit. Okay, I can play the major scale on bass. I yes, you can. I haven't quit yet. But seriously, See, he you guys, fails again numerous times and is just sitting in jail, prison, whatever you want to call it. It's fucking. Is, he's in the slammer, mm-hmm. and despite the fact that Danny somewhat stood up for. You know, his Larry. Uh-huh. His little his, bro. His, his bro, Larry, for the first time and probably last time ever in court, he now had, remember that high school love, Kathy? Oh, my that God. bounced mm-hmm. like a tennis ball back and forth between the brothers. So he had like her all to Atari himself. game. Boink, oh, it's... boink, boink, boink. It's perfect. It's not okay. Kathy's all sorts of fucked up. Uh-huh. They started a serious relationship, despite the fact that her head was usually elsewhere. Um, like in, in someone Larry's else's lap. Dick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kathy becomes pregnant with her first child by baby daddy Danny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hope that's her first one. Who knows? I don't know with my writing skills. Today. However, Kathy, you know... The whore. couch, whore. couch whore, Kalamazoo oh, did, whore. Cough. that she starts whore. writing to Larry while he's in prison. Oh my God. She's married to Larry's brother and, and she's writing she's, to Larry. Yeah. Wait, she's, yeah, she is a she's nut. Married, oh my I God. I bet you she's still around. I wonder if we she know is, her. She is still around and I hope I don't know her, but oh, I did read. We know a she lot of nuts. Legit is still around. Kathy, like a, the Dumas that she is. Oh, God, did you just say Dumas? Yes, yes, that's funny. Okay, shout out to Lori. Uh huh. Saves. So Kathy saved all the letters. Why but, would you save the le- if you're having a suspicious love affair? Yeah, something on the side. Mm-hmm. Also, you burn not that only shit. just on the side, but with your husband's brother. Yeah, you know, you know who oh found them? Oh my God, those his letters? brother. Mm-hmm. Danny, didn't Danny find him? Yes, he did. Oh my God, Danny Dumas. So in January of 1967, Danny is 23 and Kathy is 19. No, I think those numbers are wrong. I don't know. Okay. Those might anyway, have been he's numbers. Out. Don't worry about the numbers, people. Right, right. Running away from his feelings, Danny wants to move to Alaska. I'm running away to Alaska. I'm going to live with the polar bears. Leave me the fuck alone. Seems seems like a, a good decision to me. I mean, Not. Michigan, Alaska, oh, Alaska, hell Michigan. No. No, no, Michigan's already dark enough for enough months. He reaches the state of Wyoming. Not Wyoming, not, Michigan. Not the city in Michigan. Yeah, where right, we may right. or may not have covered a couple of murders. Oh, yeah. Stuff goes down there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had been stewing through this entire drive. He's like, Kathy wants Larry, my fucking brother, who's a dickhole, who's in jail. Why? Because he's a bad boy. So Danny was like, fine, bitch. You want a bad boy? I could be a shitbag killer also if that's what turns I'm you a bad on. boy. Kathy. I'm a bad boy. Listen to me, Kathy. <laughs> Listen to me, Linda. I can be a bad boy, too. Oh, February 7th, 1967, Danny finds two Hi, teenagers thumbing around. We still not even born yet. Neither no, no. Of us. It was a year after this that, uh, yeah, that I was born. Your egg was... Yeah, my dad was probably doing his magic. 
So he he finds two teenagers thumbing a ride because their car was broken. He That's pulls a, what you did back in the day. Now, yeah. if you thumb Put a your ride, thumb you're asking to be killed. Oh, you, you just it's killed. like saying, please abduct me. Yeah. And But back then, mm-hmm. not so much. So he pulls, a, okay, he finds them, and he's like, uh, I'm going to pull a gun on you. I'm going to drive you into Colorado. And then he wimped out, and he drove the kids back to Cheyenne, mm-hmm. where they belonged. Somehow during this time, one of the wise teens was able to get the gun out of Danny's hands. I don't know if it was in his hands. It couldn't be. They got their hands on Danny's gun, though. Don't underestimate his kids. Gun gun. Ki- kids no, don't. Yeah, they're youngsters. sneaky little fuckers. Oh, and if they think they can take you, they're going to try. genius back in the day. They were like, oh, he doesn't. He thinks we're sleeping. Sneak his gun away from him. <laughs> and guess what fucking happens? This is so good. Goddamn great. Mm-hmm. The teens, when they stopped, they had the gun and they held his bitch ass at gunpoint. This and is they great. were like, yeah. They totally turned bitch, the tables on him. You run to the payphone mm. and call the police. Yeah. Because that's all we have is payphones. So he was convicted for assault with a deadly weapon. 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 <laughs> weapon. And sentenced to just shy of two years. Your Highness. It's two years. That's nothing. It's, he didn't even serve the entire two years. That's crockery. Yeah. November 26th. That's some bullshit. 1968. So I was oh, I was already born by, by this time. Hey, baby boots uh-huh. in the house. Oh, it's a little baby. He's just a baby. 1.5 years after his sentencing, Danny, back in the kazoo, Kalamazoo hood. He said kazoo. Uh-huh. Put his gun in the face of an employee. Dorothy, which is my grandma's name. My Weird. aunt's name. Yeah. Okay. She was closing the store. He forced himself. I mean, by gunpoint into it, her car. So uh, he was, mm, move over, bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm getting in your car. Get out the way. His, oh, move, bitch. His get plans were to take her to way. a remote area. I said, and move, bitch. Get out the way. He was going to have his way with Dorothy. Oh, I'm sorry to say it that way. Yeah. Luckily for Dorothy, he didn't know okay, time up. where he was. I only sang just now because music makes you forget about murder. We don't mean Ugh. to mock anything. No, or I do- am not being a mockery. You know? No. Should we do that over? No. Okay. Luckily for Dorothy, he didn't know where he was, and he ended up on the campus of the Kellogg Community College. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy, woman of the mm-hmm. hero of the year, Jumped out of her her own car. It was her car. Yeah. He took over driving, right? So she's in the passenger seat. She jumps out of the car and she runs screaming bloody fucking Mary. Now that there's a a witness. A a nice young man who was there. And he that young man saved her. Yeah. Danny Danny takes off on foot. Yeah. He busts out of the, the car and he goes to the back of the store parking lot. Where, okay, wait, he takes off on foot. He goes back to the store where he had just abducted Dorothy from. Right. To pick up his car. Uh-huh. Like a, a genius move. Yeah, well, he's not very smart. Um, If they only had the dumbest criminals. If I only had a brain. <laughs> they found him before he even made it back to the parking lot where his car was. Charged with kidnapping and assault and attempt to rob armed. Most armed with a gun. <laughs> February 4th, 1969. 69. Charged with felonious assault. So many people love that. 
fucking numbers. Yep. Then he was sentenced to number in the world. Four years in prison. And Kathy gives birth to their third child while this is happening. And she's like, sorry, Danny, I just gave birth to your third kid and you're in jail. So I'm going to divorce you. (sighs) (sighs) That's the way she rolls. Oh, the drama is real. Remember when Larry was denied counsel way back when in the story for his psych evaluation? Well, I said this was going to bite the state in the arse and it fucking does they didn't do things right uh-uh he does some little fancy jiggly jaggling and he he does a, an appeal because uh-huh. he didn't have right to counsel right and and attorneys are all over that oh whether well, whether the dude's guilty or not they exactly they're like whatever money they money 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 mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they export his ass back into kalamazoo so he's now chilling in a kalamazoo jail Mm-hmm. I don't know where he was before because I didn't. Somewhere, I don't I didn't look it maybe up. Maybe Jackson or something. I don't know. But now he's all in up. Kalamazoo jail and he's waiting for his appeal shit to happen. What happens then, dear Boo? Danny had served three out of four years of a sentence and he was paroled five days after Larry was transferred to Kalamazoo. Five days. Nowadays, I kind of feel like with the computers, I hope that this wouldn't happen. Oh, it but wouldn't. I th- it think wouldn't. it still would. Mm-hmm. Danny it and would. Larry are 27 happen. and 28 years old and have literally blown our, our minds. minds with the messed upness that they have done. Only the shit they've told us about. How? So Come what, on. You know there are animals involved when they were little. So, you know, All Danny. explicit warning kind. Does oh, more after he gets out of jail. Fucking kids. He becomes a service station attendant. Oh, my. Wearing the cute little God, hat and checking uh, oil and pumping gas. Just like grandpa and his dad and, and most of the brother. guys that yep. his brother killed and his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. All but, of those people. Being as competitive as they are, Danny is seeing crap all over the place about his serial killer brother. On the news, in the newspapers, the gossip. All of the places. All of the things. March 19th, 1972, a woman found a boy who was covered in blood and just wandering around. This is the saddest. Little boy. Fucking thing ever. The kid was under two years old. My grandson's still age. a little kid. He was literally covered in blood. He can't even barely talk at that age, and he's wandering around. And this woman found him. Mm-hmm. This is a Dexter moment, if I've ever heard oh, one. It's, it's heartbreaking. And the woman said, "Where's your mommy?" And he literally led the woman to his mommy, who was dead, who he had blatantly been hugging on because. Like so many others in the story, she was tied up and brutal things had happened to her. Major brutal rape, killing, beating. Patricia and Cody had gone missing the night before. Patricia's husband had notified the police that she hadn't returned from her shopping trip. Four months after little baby Cody's incident. Ooh. Okay. Four months after the... Poor baby incident, baby Cody. On July 17th in 1972, when your highness was a year old, motorcycle riders enjoying Michigan's summer riding in Galesburg found an abandoned car with two decaying bodies in the back seat. 
Oh, what a horrible find. Ugh. They, you know, they were just pulling over for a smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Police were called, obviously, and discovered that they were, they were the girls who were reported missing from Chicago. The young ladies were also found with their hands bound, plastic cords around their necks. The yeah. car was found in a very rural area that uh, most people would not have known back then because there was no GPS. It was alongside the Kalamazoo River on like a two-track. Mm-hmm. The murder was familiar to another that had happened. At this point, Danny was working in a s- service station. Imagine that. It's so surprising. Uh-huh. Danny worked with a boy who was from an extremely broken home. And I'm not going to give a lot of deets on this kid's home, but it was not as fucked up in Danny and Larry's, but pretty fucked up. This kid's name was Brent. And Danny's a predator. He, he knows how to find oh, yeah. vulnerable young men. Mm-hmm. So Brent had been couch surfing and such because his parents were shitholes. And Danny was like, hey, dude, work with me. You're all good. Even though Danny was a lot older, he was like, Brent, you can stay with us, man. It's all good. Mm -hmm. The two became very good friends. You know, when you work with each other in a gas station and... Yeah, you open up to each other. Yeah. Danny let it out that he had raped and murdered a woman. A woman. Yeah. Just one. It seemed not to phase Brent at all. The two began dreaming of things that they could do like this together. Yeah, well, if the perfect moment should come, well, guess what? The perfect moment just happened to come. You just, yeah, I, did I just say come? Well, oh, somebody. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Okay, when these two young girls pulled up to the service station, Linda and Claudia, who were on their way from Chicago to Detroit, rolled into the service station to fill up their tank. You know, the guys opened the hood. Yeah, checked oil. Yeah. Removed a spark plug. Just maybe happened to fuck with the spark plug. Mm-hmm. So that a car wouldn't start. So what do they do? Well, they weren't surprised that it wouldn't start because it was kind of a I mean, the iffy guys car weren't, to begin with. I, yeah, the girls it, were like, oh, oh. this is... Yeah. So it guys, was kind of known that her car had car troubles. So she wasn't surprised, you know? And back so, then, you're not going to be... You know, women now are a little more aware. Oh, Yeah. Of serial killers. They had her pull her car around back where the service bay was, and, and they could fix it. The girls did. Mm-hmm. Because they trusted that her car was fucked up oh, again. They were probably decent-looking young men and, you know, hey, professionals. But, sadly, Danny and Brent forced themselves onto the girls. They yeah. tied them up and took several hours To torture them in ways that I just don't want to fucking repeat. Women, people, men, everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Mm. You just don't want this to happen to you. If a customer showed up, the lookout would just go pump the gas like nothing was going on. Oh, my God. Uh, That's all good Why the other one is back raping two women. He's just out like, hey, I'll take your... $2.22 for your full gas, your full tank of gas. Oh, my God. Danny killed Claudia and then told Brent he needed to taste Taste the medicine. The The medicine of death? I don't know. I don't know. Danny's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Brent couldn't do it, though. He tried, but he just choking someone's not as easy as it sounds, people. So his good old buddy Danny 
added his hands to Brent's and helped him choke her. Mm-hmm. Oh, my They put God. the ladies' bodies in Brent's car, and he attempted to rid himself of it in the back 40 somewhere. Like, I don't know, in a field or something? I don't know, yeah. Brent, he poured gas on the car, and he tossed. He thought he was, like, in a, a year 2000 movie. He, like, yeah, he poured gas work. in the car with the girls in it, and then he, like, flicked his cigarette like he was a badass. It didn't and work. And walked away thinking that it was going to set fire. Dumb ass. Uh-huh. Never checked to see if the fucking car caught on fire or not. Oh my God. Uh Uh When Brent made it back to the service station, they went through the loot that they stole from the girls. (sighs) What a necklace. They had taken their purses and wallets and all that shit. Mm -hmm. A few months later, Brent become, he was becoming a little paranoid. Yeah. Cause he did something really wrong. He knew Danny was a fucking psycho. Uh. Huh? He was also the only person who knew about the murders of these two young ladies. So he went to the police and told them about Danny and, you know, Larry Rands, the older brother, all the connections. Yeah, they, yeah. They literally had no clue that it was a family member who was committing the last rash of murders in their town in Kalamazoo. Larry had murdered people much earlier with very different motives. Very different crimes. Danny, much, it was just It was all up. different. Yeah. So September 4th, 1972, Danny's arrested for three murders. He claimed he was innocent, you know, of course. In all of the murders, mm-hmm. of course. But guess what? This sibling rivalry is not, it is not going to end here, boys and goyles. Yeah, it gets it weird. It just keeps going and going and going and it's making me nervous. Danny was arrested for the three murders, right? Yeah. Okay. When they put him in Kalamazoo County Jail, it just so happened they put Danny in cell number two and Larry was in cell number one. Oh. Right next to each other. My God. Uh-huh. Tell me this isn't some cop bullshit. Oh, man. They were so hoping to hear shit between oh. them. But guess what? You got to hope. It's kind of like putting me and my sibling in a cell. Not going to say a goddamn other. thing. Fuck Mm-mm. you. Fuck you very much. Mm-mm. They did not talk to each other because Larry had already disowned his brother, Danny. Mm-hmm. Why? Because, dude, jail. And Larry's in, he's a murderer. Wasn't he right? married to Kathy? I mean, Danny was, yeah. Okay. It just never ends. These two it's... brothers. Oh, my God. So Larry just had disowned his brother Danny because Danny was in jail and Danny was out of jail. Okay. And Danny, oh, this is so confusing. Danny is married to Kathy, who's also pursuing the, I'm so confused. He's pursuing a relationship with Sue. They're both in jail right now. And one's in jail cell one and one's in jail cell two. And you know cops did that on purpose. Larry was still (laughs) awaiting this retrial thing. Yeah, boy. And he decides he's not going to go through with it. Because he's going to be found fucking guilty again. Well, yeah, because he's guilty. Larry <laughs> is trying to get a last kick on Danny in some way, shape, or form during this whole deal. He, all he can think about is how can I fuck my brother over more? Right. Oh. Right. <sighs> Larry agrees to plead guilty to Gary's murder, but only on his terms. 
His terms were as such. Mm-hmm. He be transferred from the Marquette prison in the upper peninsula mm-hmm. to Ionia in the lower peninsula. Mm-hmm. And boot, you have to say this next one because it's what? fucking hilarious. Yeah, he changed. Fucking his, hilarious. He changed his name. He's such a weirdo. <laughs> he changed it to Monk Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf is now my new band name. Why would you not want to change your name? If I'm ever in a band, it's going to be Monk Steppenwolf. I'd change mine to Buttholy Old Dickus. (laughs) Because you are a Buttholy Old Dickus. Once in Ionia, the whole goal of being transferred to that prison was so he could get his little fucking gloves on high school love and Danny's ex-wife. Kathy. Kathy. Yes. Yeah, you know Kathy, the one that was bouncing back. It's a and real forth. nut job. So she marries Larry while he's in prison. They fucking have a prison wedding. <sighs> this is Larry's ex <laughs> wait, this is Larry's brother's ex wife who has three oh this, this web is just almost is almost as Michigan as you can get. Besides, pretty much. Besides my brother's my father kind of thing. Right, oh, right, right. so wrong. They Ugh. did divorce a few years later. So. Well, apparently he couldn't satisfy her sexually not. through the glass. Brent, you remember Brent, that kid, the young kid from the gas station that Danny molded oh, yes. into yes. a murderer? He did get tried as an adult. Oh, but good. they the police were like, if you tell us everything, we will drop all the charges except for... <laughs> Except for Except the second for degree one murder. Second degree murder. Okay. Oh, that sounds That's like a great deal, good dude. Let deal. me tell you all about the shit. So Brent tells everything about Pamela, the Western Michigan University student from Hesperia. August fifth, Pamela babysat for her sister, Betty's kids. You know Betty. Yeah, I know Betty. Everybody knows Betty. Yeah, as Betty lived right nearby. Well, Betty dropped Pamela off after babysitting at home, and it seemed like everything was great. Pamela was done babysitting for Betty, but Pamela sounds a little bit like a your highness. Oh. She decided to go out oh. after babysitting. Well, later, one of Pamela's friends called Sister Betty, stating that Pamela went out and has not come home yet. Okay. Here we go police again. Police knowing... They didn't pull that, oh, wait, the 24 hours thing, because bitches had been missing for a minute. Mm-hmm. So they instantly started searching for Pamela, and they found traces, but they had no proof or a body. Brent told them all about what happened to Pamela. The two had picked her up, and for several hours, Pamela was tortured, raped, beat, you know, Oy, all the things these by guys. these two fuck stains. They did things. I said awful I was gonna refuse refuse to say, but I yeah. just said um, ugh. And they actually changed their locations a couple of times while they did this. They took her to a place in an area less than a mile from the place they killed Claudia near Kalamazoo. Yeah, that was pretty ballsy. That's pretty it close. Was like within a mile of don't, where don't the do last that. Person was that they dumped, despite the fact that they had already tortured Pamela. In god awful ways, they they then suffocated her with a plastic bag and strangled her with a rope because apparently the fucking morons couldn't 
handle. They couldn't figure out how to the right way. How to kill somebody. And then they hid her body. Mm-hmm. Her, her body, body was recovered two months after the dis- disappearance with Brent's help. And now Danny Boy is charged with a fourth murder. Murder. First trial. Danny pled not guilty charged with life in prison by the jury. Second trial. Pled. Danny pled not guilty, but he was charged by the jury to life in prison without parole. Before the third trial even took place, Danny just pled no contest. Because, you know, duh, what's going to happen? You're already going down for two murders, motherfucker. Yeah, Why he's already in, in the slammer for that. As they all do, he tried to appeal oh, yeah. his bullshit throughout the years. Because what else are you going to do when you're sitting in jail but think of loopholes and ways right. to get out I of I did it, but I can get out of here somehow. <sighs> Not smart enough to escape. Denied, like, Danny. Mm-hmm. Mother fucking denied. Yep. Duh. Brent pled guilty <laughs> and was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Yeah. Remember when that uh, juvenile law passed in 2016, 2016? Yes. I think we talked about it in our very, very first episode. I don't know. We, uh, in yeah. 2016, they decided that juveniles that had been incarcerated were due to a new fair trial as adults. A lot of them were resentenced, like, Kiko Cruz, he was just, yeah, you beheaded someone and you videotaped it and you make copies of that. So you don't get to get out. However, with this Brent kid who helped Danny rape and kill three people. So, yeah, he was he was granted parole. Oh, my. In 2020. God. That was last year. He's 64 years old. 2020. The dude was 64 years old last year. Yeah, and he's still living in our state. Uh, I did not look him up because I don't... Well, the story's not about him. ...fucking want to know where he lives. And this really... Yeah, it's not about Brent. These brothers... Boo, these brothers have a sort of weird murder record or a... um. I don't know. I don't know. Like a, in a murder ward, if thing. you were... If there was such They're a They're sibling thing. killers. They're sibling killers, but listen, Linda. Oh. Listen to me, Linda. Okay. Most serial killers, they did it as a family thing. Like, it would be like the Menendez brothers. Like, yeah, you like having coffee with my dad and my sister. Oops. You know, on Sundays. And then. You do that together and you go kill someone. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you go rock hunting. Instead, yeah. you just go kill these right. guys are literally the only siblings who were both considered serial killers, who both are serial killers, that are siblings, but did it at completely different times and not together. And they did it in different ways and all. Multiple victims, so women. So fucked up. Yeah. In totally different eras. And they weren't together when they did this. They never killed together. They were somehow competing with each other. For kills uh-huh. and whatever the fuck. I don't know. Women, all the things. They would have been were, better to fight for dimes. You know what? They were just fighting for dimes. Like yep. Al taught them to. Yeah. The whole fucking way through. And oh, guess yeah. what? Both still alive. Both still being supported by our fantastic tax dollars. Your also, Highness. Brent. 
please don't come after me. I don't want to die. Your Highness. Is it time for a happy ending? It is. That was the longest story. Oh, my God. I hope you guys could keep track of what happened. If you don't, just look it up online. There's so many things you can. Or listen to it again. It's all good. Or listen to us again. Yeah. We're featuring a a great band this week out of the Detroit area. Detroit. Called The Hearstman. Slicker Johnson. Decided it this guy cracks me up so Hersman much. Makes there. me laugh Boo. out loud. It's Hersman, not the Hersman. Thank it's you, Hersman. Fantastic band. Oh my god! Make me laugh so Go hard. Go dead, boys. Oh man, wait. What did you gotta... say? They make me laugh so Go hard. Go dead, boys. Oh Here man, we, go. we move. That's why my mom always said, "Any time now." When she was pooping, I loved it.
<laughs> the years at the Chinese restaurant did me good. And I did them good. And it was good. And I loved it. And I was eating everything I could get my hands on. When I found out those crushed peanuts over gravy was the greatest thing ever. So I would just have big, giant bowls of gravy. And I'd go through half a can of them dang peanuts. <laughs> now I've got to crush my own. Can't find them. Those Chinese guys got the market corner down to crush nuts. So anybody out there with the crush nuts? Give me a call. Adios. Thank you for choosing Michigan Murders and Music. Please rate the show wherever you listen. Michigan Murders and Music is produced by The Boots. Episodes are researched and written by Your Highness. Edited by Your Highness. Views and opinions are the sole stupidity of us and us alone. Don't blame others, please. Listening to this podcast could quite possibly cause major problems to your earballs and definitely will mess up your kids. Permission has been given to us by the bands, and we purchase our music on Bandcamp.com. Support your local music scene and all local music scenes.